Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Eric Bischoff here to talk to you about my friends over at SaveWithConrad.com. Are you looking to get out of debt? Conrad and his team can make that happen faster than me firing the hockey talk man. Wow. And you know that controversy creates cash, right? Do you know what doesn't create cash? Credit card debt. Save with Conrad can help you consolidate high interest credit cards and all of your other debt into one low monthly payment. They can even help you get the cash you need for home improvements or anything else. They've helped 83 weeks listeners save 500, 600, 700, even $800 a month. Seriously, your papers are going to go down faster than nitro ratings in 2000. Ouch! And how about this? No house payments for two months. That's right, no house payments for two months. And unlike the dirt sheets, man, the reviews do not lie. With over 1,000 five-star reviews, find out for yourself how much Conrad and his team can save you by checking out SaveWithConrad.com today. Be grateful you did. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo!
Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to a whole new era of what happened when... With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? How about that, buddy? Dude. (sighs) Bravo to Mr. Mikey Ruckus, theme extraordinaire. He's made more themes than we can possibly count. He is the official man behind the music of AEW, and now the WHW theme song. And shout out to Chris McDonald for overnight, in short order, putting together a pretty phenomenal little countdown video. Greatly appreciate the work of both uh, Mikey Ruckus and Chris McDonald. We got a new look and feel today, dude. That was pretty damn cool. I got to say, you're right about uh, Mikey and Chris. Uh, great work by both of them, and uh, I'm really, I'm really happy about it. You and I were talking before we went on the air here that. Uh, when I was talking to Mikey Ruckus, he said, so what do you like? I said, well, I love eighties music. And so, you know, and he said, I got, he said, let's do a little Def leopard type theme. And so there you go. And, uh, yeah. And Chris really did a great job putting all that together. Uh, wow. We're coming up on what our, uh, seventh year. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Oh my God. How's that possible? Yeah, we started in 1990. Uh, <laughs> yes, we started in 1997. Uh, so that's 37. Yeah. Uh, no, listen, yeah. that's seven years, man. Not a yeah, lot of podcasts. Uh, I mean, I know some people who can't make it seven episodes, much less seven years. So yeah, it's I, a big deal for us to uh, be right around the corner from that. So thank you guys for being a part of what we're doing. That's our third open, I suppose, because we had our OG one. And then the really fun, long-reigning WHW theme, and and now a brand new look and feel, thanks to Mikey Ruckus, the theme extraordinaire for AEW, and Mr. Chris McDonald. They uh, they crushed it, dude, and did it very fast. Great, great turnaround. Talented people can do that. So, uh, thanks to both of them. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, we've been doing this for quite a while. You know, the in the podcast world, and I know I'm right about this. There are more shitty podcasts out there oh, yeah. than there are good podcasts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was listening to a podcast that I listen to mostly is John Boy and Billy's uh, big show. And it's they're on another network than we are. And so I'm not going to say what network it is, but there's a lot of promos on there about podcasts. Listen to my podcast. I think I've said this before. One guy says, listen to my podcast when I go around the world and sample the great chocolates from around the world. I'm thinking, what? Yeah, who the The fuck fuck? cares? Who the fuck gives a flying fuck? So I think you and I being able to do this for seven years says a lot about uh, this podcast. It says a lot about your efforts and and networking. uh, You know, they add free shows, people. It's it's been good. So I know a lot of people said, I'm going to start a podcast. And like you said, seven episodes in, they think they say, nah, I'm not gonna put the time in it anymore because it's not worth my time. But this has been worth our time on many levels. And so I just want to let everybody know I appreciate that. Absolutely. We greatly appreciate your support. And uh, man, we're doing something pretty special today, Tony. I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. You know, we just recently announced that you're finally taking your rightful place uh, in the TNT Hall of Fame, receiving the Gordon Soley Award. And during our little clip there where we little rolled a little video to sort of highlight your career, 
we talked about, you know, your first major event being Starcade 83. So I thought, hey, not that this is the end of your career, because somehow, someway, you're now the voice of Collision on Saturday night as well. Congrats on that. Thanks. Let's go back to where it all started. So we're going to be watching your debut for Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. And you've told the story before about what an honor it was to be able to go to Ric Flair's home and interview him and what a big fan of Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling you had been and yeah. what a big deal it was for you. So we're going to watch that episode. We encourage you to watch along with us over on Peacock. It's season 11, episode 44. This aired October 22nd, 1983. Tony, it's pretty crazy to think, dude, you're... 40-year anniversary for your debut in pro wrestling is this coming Monday. So, I mean, when you really think about that, who has a 40-year career in anything? And and this coming Monday will be your 40th anniversary. How about that? Yeah. You know, obviously, uh, I, I took 18 years off, but yes, 40 years ago, I did start doing wrestling in let me say, and, I, and I've said this many times, I don't know if I've said it this way or not, but it was a dream come true. Now, my goal was always to be a Major League Baseball announcer, and I got to do some Major League games on the Braves Network with Leo Mazzoni as my color man, which was, a, which was tremendous. It was, so I got to do that. But I was such a big Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling fan that being able to go to Ric Flair's house, as we're going to see, and do some things with Ric Flair was just like, I, I, I can't explain. I, I know, I remember my feeling that day, and I know here 40 years later, I can't explain in words how it felt. But I was, I was pissed my pants excited, put it that way, to be able to do that. Because I had spent so much time, effort, and money going to wrestling shows. That was my, during my high school, and especially during my college years, that was the thing to do. Right. I didn't go to, didn't go to concerts. I, I, I went to wrestling matches. And it was, it was like a journey. It was like a destination. It was like a pilgrimage for all of us rednecks from Virginia, a little town in Craigsville, Virginia, that went. Um. So I even had a, I had a white Volkswagen and a lot of times I would drive that to Greensboro with four of us in there. Right. And one time we uh, drove down and it was pouring down rain. I never forget. And a guy named Billy Fridley was in the back and man, we were, how fucking dangerous is this? We're flying down the road to Greensboro in a fucking, uh, Volkswagen Beetle. A head-on crash, we're all dead, right? There's right. nothing in front. And we're drinking beer. Mm. Okay? And it's pouring down rain, and Bill says, there's something wrong back here. I went, what? Well, this, this Beetle that we had was a cheap-ass car. I, we bought it from a guy from a little bit of nothing. It was like, and it really gave me a lot of problems. And Bill said, there's something wrong back here. And I said, what? And the water from the road was coming in. Oh, the floorboard in the back seat, mm. and they and they were had their feet were in water, and we're drinking beer and it's pouring down rain and we're going to wrestling. Man, the memories. So, what year do you think that was? If you had to guess, uh, that would probably have been seventy eight, seventy nine, wow. around that time. 
And think and, about that as a, as a fan, just a handful of years later, here you are at Ric Flair's house and you're getting paid to be there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is cool. So yeah, it's, uh, it has really been a great career and, um, it really has. And, and I did realize that, uh, this past Saturday when I started doing collision and, um, how about that, dude? I mean, what a vote of confidence here you are, you know, right before your 40 year anniversary, getting another gig in prime time on TNT. Congrats. I had, I had told Tony and this was months ago. I told Tony, I said, I would like another chance of doing play by play. And I was, and, and I said, I said, I could probably do rampage. He said, okay, well, let me think about it. And I thought about, I thought I was going to end up doing, you know, play by play on rampage, but then he hit me with this and you know, you just, you don't say, nah, I don't want to do that. You say, yeah, hell yeah, I'll do it. And I really, and I've told him this many times, and I'm sincere about this. I really am. Kevin Kelly is a great announcer. Oh, yeah. He is, he is so smooth and so good. And uh, I really, really enjoy working with him and, and Nigel. Uh, and I know we've only worked together like once, but, you know, we, we've been together backstage for right. a number of months now. So, um. I got to tell you what I'm excited to hear about is as folks are listening to this later today, when you go to TV and you run into Taz and it'll be the first time you've seen him since you got the Saturday gig. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of shit. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course I am. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's part of the course with him. Yes. If I didn't get shit from Taz. He's mad at you. It wouldn't. That's right. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be Taz. It, on some level, that's how you know he's not mad at you if he's giving you shit. Right, exactly. If, if he's not giving you shit, he's, he's got hate with you. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Taz really, really mad. I've heard it on the phone once. Yeah, well, I've seen it. Mm. And I'm, I'm not going to say what it was because it's... it's Private wrestling fact. business, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, had, I was the one that calmed him down. And it was... Uh, Talk slow, look him in the eyes, be very, very uh, supportive, you know, but it was good. So listen, uh, I'm one of the reasons I'm very fortunate about my career is the people I've been working with. JR, mm -hmm. Gordon Soley, you, Kevin wow. Kelly, Nigel, Excalibur, Taz. Uh, I know I'm going to miss Jesse Ventura, Bobby Heenan, Mike Tanay, Larry Zabisco, Dutch Mantel, Kevin Sullivan. Holy shit. Bob Dustin Cottle. Rhodes, Bob Cottle. David, David Crockett. Crockett. Yeah. Hey, look at, how about the long laundry list of just tremendous announcers and great people that I've worked with. It's a, it's just absolutely amazing to me. So. What's amazing to me is that here you are nearly 40 years in and you're still having fun and yeah. you don't need any PEDs, but hypothetically, if we needed a hot tag for our wiener, Tony, we know exactly uh, where to look, don't we? Hot I love hot tags for the wiener. Mm -hmm. You know that, don't you? Oh yeah. I know you love to get real, real hard 
Because you want to make a good impression for Kevin Kelly, and you've never been on yeah. the air with Nigel. You need to let him know. Hey, yeah. uh, I might be too old to cut the mustard, but I can still sling that mayonnaise. And that's what calls this episode of What Happened When is brought to you by Blue Chew. So, guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? You remember that, Conrad? I do. It was last week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I do, too. 1986. Now you can increase your performance and get an extra confidence in bed. Listen up. It's BlueChew.com. The best part, it's all done online. Mm-hmm. That's right. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. You ever had an awkward conversation with your doctor where he says, hey, doc? He goes, yeah, I just can't get it up. Oh. Well, you don't you don't need that anymore because this is all online. So uh, fans with Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, mm. your package has arrived. Come right? on. Come on. Yeah. If, if it, okay, a lot of guys call it a package... I call mine a wiener. Oh, okay. Or as you have said before, a ween. Mm. Uh, they always say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? They say there's nothing sexier than confidence. And Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free. That's right, free when you use our promo code WHW at checkout, just pay the $5 shipping charge. That's bluechew.com, promo code WHW. Receive your first month for free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. They've been with us a long time. Yep. And that's why we come to you from the Blue Chew studio. You know, whenever I think about Blue Chew, I think about some of the great uh, or more prolific swordsmen in wrestling and We've had a little fun checking in every now and again over the past couple of years with our, our, our old pal, Marty Janetti. Yeah. And uh, we are going to be watching your debut for Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling very soon. So if you haven't already, uh, what are you waiting on? Fire up your peacock. It's season 11, episode 44. It went yeah. down October 22nd, 1983. So as you're listening to this, this coming Monday is Tony Schiavone's 40th anniversary in wrestling uh, show him some love on social media, but social media is where Marty Janetti lives these days. And yeah. I thought, Tony, we had so much fun sort of checking in with him a while back. We should check in again. So let's see what old Marty's up to, Tony. And I'm going to share some of the social media posts here or have our crack producer, Dave Silva, do that. And if you could uh, just go ahead and read the social media posts here, the Facebook post to be specific for our listening audience. Or, of course, you can watch over on YouTube at whwonyoutube.com. Let's see what he's up to. <clears throat> Holy shit. Look at that picture. This is the last time I got to see him. He died shortly thereafter. Loves and misses him. Bobby the Brain Heat. P.S. One of my favorite Bobby stories. Oh, we, we were sitting at a ball at a bar. Imagine that. In Las Vegas, the girl I picked up that night, her alcohol finally hit her hard, and she was sitting between me and Bobby when she said to me, can I sit on your face? And not even a third of a second went by, and Bobby says, I can take my glasses off first, or can I take my glasses off? How great is that? Oh, man. Here's another one from October 9th. Ever tried eating soup with a fork? 
It wasn't easy. <laughs> Here's one from October 4th. Uh, how would you describe that photo we're looking at there, Tony? Uh, that is a uh, trash can full of Bud Lights. Overflowing trash can. Over, overflowing trash cans, which sometimes you put ice in a trash can and ice down your beer, but this is the aftermath. Yes. Yeah. Ever played Jingo with beer cans? Where where would you put the next one? It ain't even 11 a.m. yet. <laughs> LOL. On real. And he might have been right about the party. It never ends. 11 a.m. He's putting in work. He's already downed all those by 11. Yeah, and a lot of people may call bullshit on that, but with him, I, I don't think it's bullshit. I don't know if that's bullshit. Yeah, you never know. Never know with rednecks. This is all caps. All Christians and kids under the age of two, stop reading this right here. Fair warning. <clears throat> okay, so last night I was donating sex to this very skinny girl, so skinny that my psycho nads kept bouncing off the bed, hitting me in the middle of my back. Huh. But I thought... <laughs> But I thought someone was tapping me saying, hey, man, it's my turn. Oh, boy, I'm in trouble on this one. LOL. My favorite part of that is all Christians and kids under the age of two <laughs> stop reading right here. Yeah. How old were you when you first started reading? Uh, I don't know. Five. <laughs> I'm, I'm also a fan of the phrase psychonads. Psychonads. Yeah. Maybe we can get you to say that on TV sometime. Oh, God. And he right in the sack of Neds. I mean, you can't do it on Wednesday because we know Taz is going to hit us with the Ambag Jones. Right. Uh, we got a few more here for Marty, I think. Mm. The more uh, <laughs> the more I drink, the more sober I get. <laughs> and I ain't sure what this girl thinks she's sucking, but it's my big toe. Who is more drunk? LOL. Okay. So that tells me that he's got his phone. And he's posting while the girl is sucking on his big toe. Yep. Reds, this is real-time Marty Gennetti. Yeah, here's another good one I think you'll like. Okay. I just heard my ex-partner, Sean, got rear-ended. Thank goodness he wasn't in his car. <laughs> I got another one here, I think. Uh, Sean would be his, of course, Sean Michaels. Oh, is that who he's talking about? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, right? S-H-A-W-N? Mm. The spelling? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how this happened, but I'm all out of hose today. How would you describe the photo we're looking at there, Tony? Okay. Uh, this is like a on the left, it's a, like a, a, a dwarf kiss reject. Okay. And then on the right? It's like a dwarf flew out of Gene Simmons' ass. Okay. And okay. And on the right, it's uh it's it's uh Marty playing cosplaying uh the first lady from back in the eighties. He lives an interesting life. Can we agree on that? Well, let's say that not only does he have an interesting life, that he uh lets us all in on it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Many yeah. of us have interesting lives. I'm sure there are people out there that have more interesting lives, but they are smart enough 
to keep it off social media. Yeah, not everything has to be on social media. No. I think no. Silva has uh, maybe a couple more. Okay. Wow. How about this one? So what had happened was I was walking down the street eating a stale and crusty tuna fish sandwich. I saw this sign and thought, holy shit, this means Billy's, a good friend's career is pretty much over. Then I saw my name on there too. LOL. Damn it, LOL. Uh, I just had sex with a rabbit, and it really worked. <laughs> I saw that Sean Ross sap of Fightful. He had to put that on there. Like, Well. He, he couldn't believe it either. When you see genius, you share it. And, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I think maybe we should cut out the, some of the social the media yeah. posting. Don't you think? Yeah, I do. Uh, we got a lot of a uh, lot of people with us here live. Uh, Coach Rosie always, Yambag Jones, Kelly Cox, Gavin Napier. Uh, who else is Josh Fields is with us? Uh, Brian Harazma. I never pronounced that right. Coach uh, Keith Morrison is here. Hello, Coach. Uh, and uh, I say Eric Green. Yeah, I don't know if I, if I mentioned Lucas you, and Brian. I mean, we got a bunch of folks hanging out with us today. That's cool. That's cool. Appreciate you guys spending time with us. And again, we're going to be watching Tony's first show. We're going to watch it over on Peacock. Encourage you to watch along with us. You just need to pull your Peacock out. It's season 11, episode 44. It went down October 22nd, 1983. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Marty Gennetti needs to cut out some social media. But one way he won't cut himself or he can reduce the nicks and cuts and scrapes is by supporting our sponsor, Henson Shaving. This is one of our favorite razors of all time. I mean, you want to talk about old school. It looks and feels old school. These are the type of razors you guys were rocking back in 83, but now with the thinnest razors ever. Right, Tony? Thinnest razors ever, and it's something that uh, that I use all the time, man. Like, I... You know... Oh, all the products that we endorse here are products that we use. Mm -hmm. And it, it's hard for me to pick one as my favorite. But man, the Henson shaving has changed the way I shave. Does that make sense to you? It's just uh, the, the blades are thin. It's such a close shave. Uh, the blades last long. And you're going to get... Uh, really bang for your buck here you really really are uh, henson shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the iss that's international space station and mars rover and now they're bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience razor blades are like diving boards guys the longer the board the more wobble the more the wobble the more nicks cuts and scrapes a bad shave isn't a blade problem it's an extension problem. And let me speak on this. I, I've used forever, you know, the double razor, mm -hmm. the triple, I think they even have four now. Yeah. Because I always thought that with a regular razor blade that you would get nicks and you would get cuts. Do not get them with the Henson shaving system. Correct. Do not get them. You just get a close shave. And not only that, and here's the here's the cool here's the cool thing about the design. The razor has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream 
which makes clogging virtually impossible. You know how when you shave with that double razor or the three, you get all kinds of gunk down in there? Mm-hmm. Do not with the Henson shaving system because you just take it, you open it up a little bit, and you just evacuate everything. Henson shaving wants to be the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, no proprietary blades, and no planned obsolescence. The Henson razor works with the standard dual-edge blades to give you that old-school shave with the benefits of new-school tech. Once you own a Henson razor, it's only about 3 to $5 per year to replace the blades. And that's the deal, man. Those blades are cheap. Think about it. 3 to $5 a year for razor blades. You go in the store and get new razors, those new double-edge or triple-edge or four razors, you're going to pay 30 40 bucks, And you're going to do that five or six times a year. This is 3 to $4 to $5 a year. It's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that will last you a lifetime. Visit HensonShaving.com slash WHW. Pick the razor for you and use code WHW. You'll get two years worth of blades. Two years worth of blades free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. Okay? Add them to your cart. That's 100 free razor blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N-S-H-A-V-I-N-G dot com. W-H-W. Use the code W-H-W. Don't forget to add those razor blades to your cart to get them for free. Well, let's do it. Without further ado, let's watch your debut and what a special episode it is. You want to talk about signing up at the right time, the right place. Timing is everything. Uh, This is the episode where we're going to announce Starcade 83. And uh, I mean, this is real wrestling history, and this is going to hit you right in the feels, Tony, because this is what you grew up on. And uh, again, as folks are listening to this, this coming Monday is Tony's 40-year anniversary in the wrestling business. So Pull it up. Season 11, episode 44, October 22nd, 1983. Tony, I'm locked and loaded on my side. Are you ready to roll on your side? I'm ready to go. I've got a uh, intro. I, it's from uh, DJ Turnoff, and I think it's I think it's the one we played last week. I, I've kind of got disorganized with how many he sent because he sent DJ sent me like 500 of them. Oh wow, cool. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, DJ, this is you again, uh, and all uh, hood. No, that's not you. Hang on. All hood. No, that's not him. All hood. Yeah, I just like hearing that. Uh, that's Crip Mac, by the way. Our friend Crip Mac, friend of the show. Crip, five months. Crip Mac. Yeah. He's, the, he's a man, buddy. Um, no, here, here, here it comes from uh, DJ uh, Turn Up. A shout out to Devin Wheaton. Uh, I, I'm not doing Tony Reed's Rabbit anymore. However, I was on the way to the airport in Houston, I believe, recently, and the driver had rap on. Oh, really? Yeah, and he looked at me, he said, you okay with this music? He was really a cool kid. And I said, yeah, that's fine. And he had a song on by Kanye West. And I listened to it, and I thought, you know, that's a hell of a song. And he didn't say anything stupid, you know, like, uh, like, pose or, you know, Never know, homie. Let me some hoes, homie. You need to pump your brakes and drive slow, homie. 
So we get the old uh, most complete form possible disclaimer. A lot of these old territory tapes, you know, we don't have them in the most complete version, but we're doing the best we can. Here comes their uh, theme song. Of course, we used that for Ric Flair's last match last year. That's not the original Mid-Atlantic Championship wrestling theme that no, I remember. They couldn't last, I'm sure. It's a good one. How about this, Lord? This is Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium, by the way. I like that you know right away. See those columns in the back? That's mm-hmm. what gives it away. Yeah. And the new World Tag Team Champions, Rick Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. And we're going to watch them right here on Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling in a tag team match against Bill Howard and the Magic Dragon. Of course, you uh, have said here before, you weren't the world's biggest Jay Youngblood fan. No, look, I, I was, uh, I, I just walked in into the backstage area, and uh, so to speak, and I was brand new, and he had never really uh, seen me before, right? So. And most everybody was receptive and very nice, except for him. So there you go. I just don't, I don't understand why he was the way he is, but you know what? Fucking. So he was a known asshole. I don't know if he's a known asshole, but he was an asshole to me. Well, you knew him to be an asshole. So yeah, I did. Right. Yeah. But you I know what? Uh, he's dead. So fucking. Oh, wow. There you go. Be sure to check out He's Dead So Fuck Him t-shirts available now over at <laughs> LoisRules.com. I like that camera angle that, right there. That That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. There's Jackie Crockett holding the uh, ringside cam. How many Last people do you I, think were there? What's, uh, how many people? Yeah, because you can tell from that angle, it's not a huge building. No, it's not. Uh, I don't know, maybe 1,500, you think? I don't know. That might a even thousand? be how it looks like a ring of honor TV taping yeah. with the light trees in the background and all that. Like yeah. if you go back and you look at early ring of honor stuff from we'll call it a four Oh five Oh six. It looks a lot like this. Yeah. What companies would you want to work for? Just capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good companies like bank of America, which just earned the prestigious just capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. I think that one shot that we saw, uh, the back of Jackie's head, Mm -hmm. I think that is the camera that is on the set. The set was, as you look straight on at the ring, the set was to the right. And guys could walk out 
I remember the Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium and the Greenville Auditorium very, very well. But see, that's the set. And I think what they just did was swing the camera around. I see. Uh, when, when Bob Cottle would be standing there. And this is the building where I first stood with Bob Cottle doing something. I don't know what it was. Can't remember. Maybe I was on Mid-Atlantic at that time. I stood with Bob Cottle and we were just standing there waiting to get, and I, and I just completely marked out on him. I told him, I said, Bob, I said, I don't want to, I don't want to seem like a, a fanboy here, but standing next to you with a microphone, being able to do what we're just about getting ready to do. I said, this is one of the biggest moments of my life, buddy. Mm. And he was so, so nice and polite and receptive. You know how Bob is. He's like everybody's grandpa. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, that was a big moment for me. It happened right in that building. As you can see, there are risers in the back on that side. Uh, for the fans and uh, on the other side of the, those columns, those are seats for fans as well. So they could put, they could put quite a number of people in there. This looks like the type of building that in the summer you'd sweat your damn balls off. Yeah. I don't remember that so much. I, I remember the Dorton arena in Raleigh was the one that was brutal. Mm-hmm. Everybody hated working there. Everybody did. It's a beautiful like building from the outside. Like it looks with all the windows and stuff, it looks fantastic, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. But it's because of all the glass and everything. Just get heated up. Look how young steamboat is. Do you know, with the exception of gray hair now, he looks pretty much the same. Dude, he doesn't age. He keeps himself in phenomenal shape. I'm sure he's got yeah. a really strict diet. You can tell he's in the gym all the time. I guess yeah. old habits die hard. Yeah, he was a phenomenal star in the Mid-Atlantic. Phenomenal star. And I know fans remember him on a national basis, like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and of course, you know, uh, WrestleMania three against Randy Savage, and then coming to work for WCW. And But uh, this was where he made his name. Ric Flair was the man he made his name with. There are, when we talk about Ric Flair matches, everybody thinks of 89. And that series with Flair and Steamboat, but there were so many phenomenal matches that fans on a national basis or even on a regional basis never saw, unless you went to the Greensboro Coliseum. I saw them go sixty minutes in a steel cage in the Greensboro Coliseum, and then come back and do ninety minutes on the return match, a ninety-minute Broadway, as they say. Think about that. Uh, a ninety-minute match is crazy. Yeah, 90 minutes, crazy. Steamboat's got many great stories about that. He's a great storyteller about that. But that, uh, again, you, the, the greatest Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair matches were not seen on TV. Yeah, they were in the 70s, right? In the 70s, yeah. I believe I got it right in 78, or it may have been 77. But it's right around that time, 78, 77 is when he made his debut. And I remember, you know, he, he came in, he had that lay on, right? And he looked, it was so handsome, had a great smile. You knew immediately he was going to be a star. And then he faced Ric Flair for the Mid-Atlantic Television Championship on Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling and beat Flair. Instant star. Inst- and Flair made him that way. So 
Blair knew, man. And of course, he went on, he and Jay Youngblood went on to really have a great run, especially against Sergeant Slaughter and Don Kernodal, right? That was, that was like the, called the final battle in Greensboro. There you see, they, they get the win. And how, how about how the about replay that? the the star effect, the big crossbody off the top? Yeah. You ready to hit pause and they go to break? No, let's keep rolling through. All right, keep rolling through. Three, two, one. Come on, keep it rolling. There you go. How about the, uh, yeah, I like that. Stay tuned for announcement. Well, when they come back, man, this is going to be, you're going to have a a quote unquote reporter on the outside. It feels special. Let's, uh, Clary on special assignment reporting from Tampa, Florida. Across the street is the Hyatt Regency Hotel, where at this moment a special meeting of the National Wrestling Alliance Board of Directors is in progress. The primary purpose of this meeting is to select the site for the big return match. Seven times NWA World Heavyweight Champion and current champion Harley Race of Kansas City is to defend his title against the challenge of the former World Heavyweight Champion and current number one contender Nature Boy Ric Flair of Minneapolis. The NWA Board of Directors has all already announced that the match, when it takes place, will contain a no-disqualification clause, and both men will meet inside a ring that will be surrounded by a steel cage. Promoters are here today from all over the world, including a group from here in Florida. Tampa Bay has already been selected as the site of Super Bowl 18, and the promoters here are hopeful of securing the bid, which would focus a tremendous amount of national and worldwide attention on the local scene. However, no announcement has been released up to this moment. Let's go inside to the meeting room and join the Dean of Wrestling Commentators, Gordon Soley. Well, thank you very much, Barbara. We're here in the boardroom now of the Hyatt Regency Hotel. In the closing moments of uh, this very, very important meeting, promoters from all over the world are here waiting to find out the site selection for the return match of the World Heavyweight Championship. And I see a Mr. A Bob young Bill Alfonso. Yep. Fonzie's there. Entering the room at this time. With that little afro. And, uh, in just a moment or two, he will be making that all-important announcement regarding this return match. Let's turn it over now to Mr. Bob Geigel, president of the NWA. Pursuant to the bylaws of the National Wrestling Alliance and in compliance with recommendations of the Site Selection Committee... We, the Board of Directors, are proud to award to James Crockett and Mid-Atlantic Promotions, Inc., the NWA World Championship rematch between seven-time world champion Harley Race and the number one challenger and former world champion Ric Flair. Special vote of thanks to all the other promoters from all over the world who bid for the match. The unique qualities of Mr. Crockett's bid made his organization the unanimous choice of the board. Congratulations, Jim Crockett. Thank you very much. Uh, this is a, a very happy day for me, people in our company. I'm, I'm sort of at a loss for words. I've, I've have a few notes here. Uh, part of our proposal uh, is based upon the, the, the importance of this match. Uh, there have been uh, fights of the year, games of the year, used to the 76ers and the uh, Boston team used to be called the matchup of the decade. Uh, when Ali and Frazier fought, they called it uh, the fight of the, the decade. Well, this is more than a fight of a decade. Uh, this, this match is 
not just for America, it's for, for around the world. And uh, Ric Flair and Harley Race, I mean, it's, to get this match for Greensboro is just uh, unbelievable. And we're going to call this match the, the Starcade 83 for Greensboro, North Carolina. And the match is going to be scheduled for Thursday, November the 24th, Thanksgiving night, 1983. I want to thank the Board of Directors and President Bob Geigel and all the members of the National Wrestling Alliance in allowing Jim Crockett Promotions to have Starcade 83. Thank you. Let me take just a moment, if I may, to congratulate the president of Jim Crockett Promotions, Mr. Jim Crockett. And Jim, as you know, of course, uh, uh, via satellite, we do have both the uh, NWA World Heavyweight Champion Harley Race standing by. Uh, we're going to get his reactions, and then we're going to be going uh, to the number one challenger, uh, Ric Flair. So let's switch now to Kansas City and to the seven-times World Heavyweight Champion Harley Race. David Manning with KTVT Channel 11. Harley Race has just arrived here at the Will Rogers Memorial Coliseum. Harley Race, NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I'm wondering if you've heard the news. Via satellite, just very few minutes ago, you were probably on the way here to the Coliseum. Jim Crockett, via satellite, has announced he has outbidded every promoter, not only in the United States, but the world. And the match between you and Ric Flair is scheduled for Thanksgiving Day in Greensboro, North Carolina. Your reaction to that, Mr. Race? My reaction to that is what I figured it would be when I knew all this was coming down. They're all in Tampa, Florida, bidding on this. Well, I had people in there bidding, too. Evidently, Crockett has come up with more cash than any other man in the history of the world is willing to come up with. But let me tell you something, Crockett. It's not making me the least bit happy going to Greensboro in Flair's backyard to wrestling. But if that's what every promoter on the face of the earth have arrived at, then that's the way it will be. But let me tell you something, Crockett, and also you, Ric Flair. Crockett, you just arranged a match to eliminate Ric Flair from wrestling. You have put up the money to eliminate a kid from wrestling. And Flair, let me tell you this. I promised you that I would not wrestle you in, in North Carolina or anywhere else in the Southeast. Well, you've pulled your strings, you've manipulated your people, and you've done it very well. Bob Orton Jr. and Dick Slater did a job very well. But what they did is not one thing compared to what I am going to do to you. You've done what had to be done, I guess, as far as you're concerned. You've got it exactly the way you want it. You forgot one thing, and the most important thing of it all. I am still world's heavyweight champion. I have been there seven times around, and I'm not going to let you or any other human being disturb that. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, world champion Harley Race to face Ric Flair Thanksgiving Day Here it comes. in Greensboro, North Carolina. Certainly some most interesting comments from seven times world heavyweight champion Harley Race. Drumroll, please. When was the last North time you Carolina saw this, Tony? And to the home uh, of the challenger. Maybe four years ago. Ric Flair for his comments.
We're at the home of Ric Flair, where we've just seen the news that Jim Crockett Promotions has received the bid for the World's Championship match between Harley Race and Ric Flair. Rick, it has to be a tremendous moment in your life. Oh, Tony, to call it a tremendous moment is putting it very, very lightly. I never dreamed that Jim Crockett Promotions would be able to bring this match back into the Southeast, much less Greensboro, North Carolina, which might as well be my home. You know, Jim Crockett is calling this event Starkey 83, and I think that's fantastic. But over the years, a lot of the fans have said that I have a flair for buying nice clothes and a flair for buying fancy cars and a flair for wearing nice jewelry. And, you know, it dawns on me that something this fantastic and this magnificent in my life, I think that I'm going to call my quest for the World Heavyweight Championship a flair for the gold. And so a flair for the gold, Mr. Crockett, I find that a very interesting comment from uh, Ric Flair. Uh... Well, not from Ric Flair. That is, that is Ric Flair. I, I would like to make a few more comments, if I could, about this oh. match, Gordon. Uh, two years from now, it'll be the 50th anniversary of the, the uh, forming of Jim Crockett Promotions. Uh, my father started promoting wrestling uh, 48 years ago in the back room of a restaurant in Charlotte, North Carolina. His dream was to bring the best wrestlers in the world to the Carolinas and give the people the matchups they wanted to see. Uh, my father died 10 years ago. He never saw Ric Flair. Uh, I think he would have uh, thought Ric Flair was one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He will have the opportunity on Thanksgiving night to prove it. Only three men have ever regained the title a second time. It it's a great deal of pride that, that my two brothers, my sister, and I were able to put together this proposal that the NWA accepted and that we can have the match that's bigger than the century, but as we call it, Starcade 83. And again, I would like to, to thank you to the fans who have supported the, the wrestling in the Carolinas and Jim Crockett Promotions. It is for you. That, that we have done this. Thank you. There you have it, the comments uh, from Jim Crockett himself, the gentleman who has successfully bid and has received uh, the site selection for the return match between seven times world heavyweight champion Harley Race and the number one challenger and former champion Ric Flair to take place in Greensboro uh, November 24th. And I might just point out that uh, promoters uh, and gentlemen from all over the, uh, the world have been bidding on this. Uh, Eddie Graham in attendance here today, uh, people representing Japan, uh, Mexico, London, and all parts of the United States. Certainly a most auspicious occasion. Uh, it's too bad that we here in Tampa couldn't have garnered it along with the Super Bowl 84, uh, but certainly the uniqueness of the proposal offered by Mr. Crockett, as you heard President Bob Geigel say, made him the unanimous selection. Our congratulations uh, to all of you in the Greensboro area. You've got a great event upcoming on November 24th. This is Gordon Soley on special assignment in Tampa. Fans, how outstanding that is. It's going to be Starcade 83. That's the announcement. And what an event it's going to be. And I know that Jim Crockett and his family have to really be proud of that tremendous accomplishment. And we're going to be back. We'll have more action right after we take this brief time out. Tony, they're taking a timeout. I think we should, too. I'm at 1839. Right. I'm going to stop it down when we get to 1845. All right. There we go. We'll go ahead and press pause at 1845, and I can't wait for us to talk about that. But first, 
we're going to talk about some bad habits. You see, not everything in a bad habit is bad. So why not just get rid of the bad? Instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, just remove that bad from your habit and Fume can help you do that, Tony. It's an innovative, award-dominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all-natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. And it's a habit that you're free to enjoy, and it makes replacing your bad habit easy. It comes with an adjustable airflow dial, and it's designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting. It gives your fingers something to do, which is helpful for de-stressing or anxiety while you're trying to break that bad habit. And I want to mention the taste. My wife actually tried this. She's been rocking the vapor for quite a while. She wasn't so sure about this, but bam, that crisp mint got all over she absolutely loved the flavor, said it was very fresh, and they got flavors for everybody. It's also well-weighted, perfectly balanced, extremely fun to fidget with, and it's a beautiful piece, man. It's made out of real wood. It's a cool shape, and you just feel cool using it. And the reality is, stump, stopping rather is something that is uh, easy to put off. We all do it, because it's hard. But man, switching to fume is easy, enjoyable. Hey, it's even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, but there's no reason that can't be you. So join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use our code WHW and you'll save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com. Use the code WHW and you'll save an additional 10% off your order today. That's tryfume.com slash WHW and use our code WHW. So we're at 1845 on season 11, episode 44. I'll count us back in here in three, two, one, play. We see Dick Slater, Dick Slater easy for me to say, stomping around the ring, taking off his uh, robe, and we're going to get to some action. But man, I love that segment. I love the old boardroom feel. We tried to create some of that with Ric Flair's last match last year, and I loved Bob Geigel being there, and it was cool to hear an Eddie Graham shout out. And we saw Bill Alfonso, and I think that was Hero Matsuda. Did you recognize anybody else besides Jim Crockett in the room? Yeah, Jackie Crockett was in the room, and the Asian gentleman on the, the Crockett side was Duke Kiyomuka. Okay. Uh, he was the uh, father of uh, uh, Patanaka. Mm. That was Patanaka's dad. Uh, Duke was very instrumental in the NWA back then. So he was there. Uh, and of course, Alfonso, uh, Bill Alfonso. And then the, the guy on the Alfonso's left, I didn't recognize him. At first, I thought it might have been Mike Graham, but it wasn't. Uh, that's the only guy I didn't recognize. What about uh, the reporter and, outside? Did you know her, the lady? Oh, uh, Barbara Clary? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had met Barbara once. Uh, Barbara was uh, a fixture on uh, championship wrestling from Florida with Gordon Soley. Uh, Gordon would pitch to her at the desk and she would talk about uh, the, because if you'll recall, the Grams were big into uh, doing things for like uh, the boys ranch and a lot of charities down in Florida. And she would announce some of the charities they were doing things for. So she didn't introduce, she didn't interview wrestlers, but if you look at some of the old world uh, old uh, championship wrestling from Florida tapes, she was on there and they had her, if you go back and watch Starcade 83, she was in the stands interviewing fans mm. at Starcade. So, yeah, Barbara was a part of 
of that TV. So that's why they had her there. There you go. As we're watching, Bob Roop is talking uh, in a little uh, box. We'll try. And for Harley Race yeah. to come to Ric Flair's backyard and have to put that that's Randy Orton. Stay out, Bob Orton. Let me tell you something, right. Harley yeah. Race, and let me tell you, wrestling fans, something too. I personally. I'm going to try to make sure that when the 24th rolls around, Ric Flair is not healthy enough to step into that cage. Uh, so we've got the main event set. Uh, yeah. You saw that, um, first of all, I thought Gordon Soley did a fantastic job. Great. And I love the look. I love the set, the backdrop, the office setting. I thought Bob Geigel did a, did a great job. But you could yeah. tell Jimmy was nervous. Of course. And, you know, I know that he ran a hell of a promotion, and it was our great honor to get to interview him several years ago. One of the highlights of my wrestling experience, it's available on adfreeshows.com if you haven't seen it, but it was remarkable to see him way back then because, you know, his business is about to explode. You know, Starcade 83 was the predecessor for WrestleMania, and they made this look and feel special. You know, that whole via satellite we know that was just a tape sent over from dallas but you saw david manning who was a member of the office there for world class and of course they acted like harley was just arriving to the building yet he was his car was clean and parked backwards and showing off that cadillac and he clearly was not doing a scripted promo yeah but uh it was fun it was effective it was believable and then we went to you man and uh that looked like flair's old sunken living room and he yep. was uh, calm and cool and confident, and man, you were uh, sitting at attention. You could tell that it was a big deal for you. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing um, how things change in forty years. And I was just a a young baseball announcer trying out a brand new phony voice. We're here with Rick Flair. Rick, uh, good to be talking to you, buddy. Uh, uh, how about that? Uh, Jesus. Uh, anyway, so um, a big deal for me, and it was great going back and, and watching that. And I think, if I'm right, we're going to see me later on in the show again. Um, they also had a uh, the, the the Bob Orton uh, clip that you saw during the Dick Slater match mm-hmm. is instrumental because Orton and Slater are going to be like Harley Race's hitmen. Yes to try to prevent Ric Flair from getting to Starcade. And I guess they're going to beat him up. I'm not sure uh, what they're going to do before Starcade. So, uh, turn around. So you see Slater getting the, uh, the win. Yeah. I'm young, letting him know to turn around to the camera. Uh, yeah. So this, uh, this, this happened. I don't know. I can't remember the day of the week this happened, but I have, I've told the story before. I did the work, and then like two days later, Frances said to me, I, she called me into her office at the ballpark. Frances said to me, she said, well, this... See there, well, look at, here we that. go. Let's track it. You and Roddy Piper. You see, Starcade 83, a flare for the gold on closed circuit. And Roddy Piper, it's going to be a big event. Strangler Lewis, Luthez, you can name them all. But there's none that's going to be as big as Starcade 83. For the first time in the history of wrestling, they're taking and putting the World's Heavyweight Championship in a cage. For the first time 
in professional wrestling in Savannah, you are going to be able to see a match that they said would never take place. Come high water tide. Come nothing. We will never have this match. Finally, because we've been beating each other's brains out. Valentine's have been a running. I've been a running. I'm getting tired of chasing. They're going to take 12 foot of loggers chain. 12 feet. 40 pounds of chain. I want you to check it out. Sling it across the ring. Then they're going to take a dog collar. Had him made up myself. Went down to the pit bull factory. Got little nasty studs on it. Had that made special. You see, what that does is prevent them from grabbing it around the throat. Kind of makes the hands bleed. In Savannah, for the first time in the history of all professional wrestling, goes back 200 years, you're going to see something you've never seen in your life before. Take these collars and attach them to two men. Somebody's, somebody's neck gets busted in a match like this. Somebody's career gets ended in a match like this. Oh, you can't grab the throat, but you can choke. You can do anything you want to do with 12 foot of chain. No ear, no, I can't hear. But one thing I've learned to do when it comes to Valentine, especially Savannah, I know how to hang them on. You could tell, man, the charisma just dripping off Roddy Pipey there. Just so everybody understands the context, this is October of 83. Three months later, in January of 84, is when we would see the debut of Piper's Pit for the WWF. Yeah. 16 months later is where Piper would be on MTV for the war to settle the score, doing all the mix-up with Cindy Lauper. Mm. A month after that, 17 months after what we just saw, is the first WrestleMania. So it's pretty interesting when you take a look at the first Starcade and the first WrestleMania, there are some people who were, uh, you know, able to bounce around from both promotions, but who better to be at the forefront of both than Roddy Piper. And it's crazy to think just three months after this, man, the debut of Piper's pit, which became an institution so far ahead of its time, a really, really fun promo there. But the interview sort of cut off a story you were telling where, a couple of days after this aired, uh, when you had visited with, or maybe not even when it aired, but a couple of days after you went to Flair's home, Francis right. Crockett called. What'd she say? First thing she said, never, I never will forget how she prefaced this. She prefaced this. She looked around her desk. She says, well, I was afraid this was going to happen. Mm-mm. And I went, oh, shit, what are we talking about? She said, uh, Jimmy and, and David want you to come to the studio and start doing uh, backstage local promo interviews. And of course I was excited and she was not. And she said, I'm going to tell you that you're going to get caught in the middle here. She said, you, you're, you work for me. Your job is baseball and you've got to, you got to really, uh, just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Got to really uh, be dedicated to that. But they're going to want you to do work for them. And they're going to continue to pull you back and forth. And it did. It, uh, it, it caused a lot of friction. Uh, she threatened to fire me a couple times because I wasn't doing enough work in baseball. Because not only did I was the announcer, but I had to sell, I had to sell ads. Go out and hit the street. That was part of the, the gig. But I spent a lot of time, more time, you know, doing work down, down at the uh, wrestling office. Um, and then as, as we moved into the TBS era, there was a couple of times that I had, we would do a simulcast. I would have Lee, Eli Gold, Birmingham. We would do a simulcast where the Charlotte O's would be playing the Birmingham Barons, and we would pick up the broadcasts. And why? Because on a Saturday, I was still at TBS. Now, we did it in the mornings, but there were, there were a couple of times that my flight was delayed getting into town. Uh, so it, it, it put a strain on me. It really did. But uh, what you saw there started me doing more. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking, I may be wrong, but that interview with Piper, although he talked about Savannah, I don't know why there, uh, that interview with Piper, that was a, a place card or a place setting. That's where they put the, rolled the local promos in. And, um, oh, we got Ric Flair coming up. A big promo from Flair. That was, by the way, okay. Mark Lewin and Kevin Sullivan in tag team action. Yes. Here's Bob Cottle with Ric Flair. Let's hear from him. Feeling even more than that. Here you are. You're going to be one of the main parts of the biggest sports event ever. One of the biggest in history, Rick. Starcade 83. What well, do you think of that? Let me start off by saying thanks very, very much to Jim Crockett and his family. I know that they outdid themselves when they went to Tampa. They're prepared to bid anything they had to, or prepared to do anything they had to do to bring this match into the Carolinas, into Greensboro. And let me say thanks to all the people out there that have written the letters and written the cards and have stood behind not only Jim Crockett Promotions all these years, but have stood behind Ric Flair. Because this is an example, I think, of what attempting to live right can do for you. Not that I've always lived right, but once in a while I've tried to. And that's the way <laughs> I feel. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me since the night that I won the world championship. This has given me a second opportunity in a cage match with no disqualification. And all I've ever said is that I need an opportunity to wrestle race one-on-one -on -one where he can't get himself purposely disqualified, where he can't have someone run in and save him, where he can't walk away from the ring when the going gets tough. This is all I've ever asked for. The rest is up to me. Now, Race and I have competed against each other for a number of years now. He's a tremendous champion. But I've always felt that given the opportunity, the right circumstances, I could beat Harley Race, and I feel I can do it now. The circumstances are everything is going my way. Greensboro, North Carolina, the cage, no DQ. I know there's going to be a lot of obstacles. 
I'm talking about Orton and Slater. So you gotta watch them. That's right. But I'm ready, and I'll be in the greatest shape of my entire life when I meet Race in Greensboro. I haven't always lived right, but I've tried. A couple times. <laughs> but a couple times I've tried. Yeah, Rick. A couple of times. There's Bugsy McGraw here in this next matchup. Um, but I'm thinking that the, the interview I did with Piper, mm -hmm. I, I've told the story before that we were doing a lot of interviews that day, and Piper walked in the back. His flight just got in. He walked in the back, and Gene Anderson said, go do a promo for us. And he walked up with that, uh, with that uh, chain around his neck and did that. It was the first time I held the microphone for him. And I thought, what a fucking talent. We got Angelo Mosca talking now. Uh, there we go. In the little box, doing like a little boxes. Thanksgiving, a day to be reckoned with. November 24th. The two combatants, Ric Flair and Harley Race. Two people with a quest in mind to become world champion. One is a champion, one has got the word former attached to his name. And I assure you, Ric Flair doesn't like the word former. Man, the crowd was really hot for that, sort of drowning out Angelo Mosca. But what's interesting to me is, you know, how different promoting is from then to now. They're pushing an event on November 24th. This aired on October 22nd. So you're talking about, you know, a month and two days later. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, like they're putting Royal Rumble tickets on sale right now for January. End of January yeah. is going on sale right now. So you're talking sure. months and months and months later. Yeah, well. And that's because the, those events are, you know, now established. So a lot of yeah. fans just hear Royal Rumble. They want to be there. And this thing was, this Starcade was, was very new. Now it, it's interesting, not only interesting, but we've talked about it before that once you, this was, du this was Dusty's booking. If you have something very big. Oh, wait, here, here we go. That's okay. Harley. You crack it. There's nothing at all that makes me happy about this being fenced into a cage, especially in Greensboro. In your backyard, I said it never happened, but you undercut, backstabbed, and outbid every other promoter in the world to come up with it. Well, now that you got it, now that it's all arranged, you're both sitting back gloating and thinking that you've got me right where you want me. Well, let me remind you of a few things. A lot of people have thought they put Harley Race exactly where they wanted him. Well, seven times around, I proved every damn one of you wrong. And I'll guarantee you this in Greensboro, Flair, I'm going to prove you wrong. This time, we're very pleased to announce Savannah, Georgia has been selected as one of the sites to see Starcade 83, a Flair for the Gold on closed circuit. We have Greg Valentine with us, and Greg, it's going to be a big night for professional wrestling. Probably the biggest night professional wrestling has ever had. Starcade 83, like in football, you've got the Super Bowl. Baseball, you've got the World Series. Wrestling, you've got Starcade 83. Put together by Jim Crockett Promotions, closed circuit in Savannah, Georgia. But I think it's a real downfall for the National Wrestling Alliance to sanction a match like Roddy Piper's been talking about, a dog collar match, putting me, the greatest United States champion of all time, with a dog collar around my neck. 
with a 20-foot chain linking us and Piper together. I don't like it, and I'm going to try to get out of it, but it has been signed. They say, I've got to show up. Piper, just remember, it's a dangerous match. It could be dangerous for you. We'll go ahead and take a timeout right there. Uh, I'm okay. at uh, 3544. I'm going to stop at 50. Okay. Uh, there it is. We'll take a timeout right now. Of course, we got to talk about one of our favorite sponsors here on the program, AG1. Uh, my wife and I start our day every single day with one delicious scoop of AG1 and a cup of water. That's all it is. My wife tells me on the occasion where she misses a day, she can tell a difference at the gym. I know I can at the office. I have that, I don't know, three o'clock hour afternoon crash where it feels like my brain turns to mush. Not with AG1. You see, this doesn't just help with your strength. It also helps with your clarity and your focus. It also gives you a little bit of a boost of energy. Uh, It helps support your immune system, provides better gut health. And if you just hate taking pills or vitamins or you want a supplement that tastes great, this checks all the boxes. Set yourself up for success with AG1. Start every day with 75 different high-quality ingredients that give you all the key daily nutrients to support things like energy, focus, strength, and clarity. Think of it as like your all-in-one nutritional insurance. AG1 will replace your multivitamin, your probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. It's a science-driven formulation of all the vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients that you really need. We think you're going to love it. We think you'll feel better. You'd be glad you tried AG1. We want you to do it right now. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of AG1 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go right now to drinkag1.com slash WHW. That's drinkag1.com slash WHW. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. Yay. Let's do, let's do a countdown here. We're at 3550, and we'll get started here again in three, two, one, play. And we see the assassins. Of course, one of those yeah. is uh, Nick Patrick's dad, and there's Paul Jones, but... Man, that promo from Harley and then a promo from Greg the Hammer Valentine. We're cooking with gas. We're really hammering Starcade. Yeah, this is obviously a Savannah tape because uh, we are promoting the uh, the closed circuit in Savannah because we closed circuited everywhere. Did in your talks with David, did they ever talk about how much they made or how well they did on the closed circuit places? Because they they would close circuited to here in Savannah to Greenville, you know, to many of the places in the Mid Atlantic. No, we haven't gotten there yet. We've been discussing uh, 1985 right now, so we haven't gotten to uh, 1986 yet. Um, but we're we're right around the corner from talking about Starcade in '85. So we will uh, we'll certainly be talking about that in the coming months. We got lots of questions uh, from our live studio audience. By the way, when you uh, sign up for the WHW Monday Patreon, that's Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Not only do you get the shows early and ad-free, but you also get to be a part of the live studio audience. Bryant has a question here. Bob okay. Cottle and Gordon Soley do the commentary for Starcade, and I yep. think that's the only time I remember them together. Why do you think they didn't work together more often? Because they were in different territories. Yeah. Bob was in the Carolinas, and uh, Gordon was in the Florida. And Gordon did championship wrestling from Florida. Bob did Mid-Atlantic championship wrestling, and... They wanted to be, I mean, it was obviously they wanted to be different. So that's the reason. Can I inject something here? Please. Interject something? Please. Uh, the, the other assassin, the assassin that you're seeing right now is Hercules Hernandez. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He's going to go on we, to do pretty well for himself in the WWF. Yeah. yeah uh, or 
as we called him back then, he was Ray Hernandez. Right. We called him Ray, and he was, uh, it, and, and Jody did all the talking for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ray would just stand there. Really strong but, promo. Yeah. Oh, man. He was great. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that in as the assassin's No, remember. I'm glad you did. Yambag Jones yeah. wants to know, is it me, or did it still look like Steamboat could go when he showed up on Collision? Yes. He could, but mm-hmm. he but he wouldn't because, he, you know, Steamboat's had his injuries and had his problems. Uh, but uh, physically, he could go. But I think he did his uh, last match uh, last November, uh, Starcade Weekend, in, or um, WrestleCade Weekend in uh, Raleigh at the Dorton Arena. Yeah. It's funny because uh, Steamboat's appearances that he made for us I was kind of the middleman there because mm-hmm. I know Ricky and Tony would go to me and said, you know, we need Steamboat here. Can you talk to him about this and that? And, and I would talk to Ricky and Ricky would be very cautious at the beginning and say, well, I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that and I don't want to do this. But then when he got to the arena. It all changes. It all changed. I mean, he got into, he got into the excitement of it. And uh, it, was, it was just great working with him. It really, really was. Uh, Bryant wants to know, when you did interviews for the first time with all the wrestlers, who was the one person you were most excited to meet and interview? It was Roddy Piper. There was no question. Piper, Piper did the best backstage interviews of anybody. You saw, what, you saw how animated he was with the dog collar? That's how he was in all of them. So there was no question it was Piper. The one I was most excited to meet was later on, on WCW Saturday night at center stage, when I got a chance to interview Blackjack Mulligan. Mm. And I even said it in that interview. I don't know where it is. I said in the interview, I said, I was a big fan, and it's a, a big deal for me to hold the microphone for this man, Blackjack Mulligan. So that was the exciting moment for me. But during that time, when I first started, Blackjack was not around, but Roddy Piper was the best, and I was the most excited to meet him. There's those damn assassins. Yeah, the Jones. assassins have lost the match, but they're winning the war. A big post-match angle here, really putting hurting. Uh, Bryant wants to know, will there be a top guy slash low-key big hog event at the Hall of Fame for all of us to help Tony celebrate properly? I know I'll be there. Stay oh, tuned, right. man. We don't have an official plan yet, but that sounds like a good idea. It certainly crossed our mind, but we got to work out some of those logistics. But we're just excited that he's... In the Hall of Fame. Oh, look who's coming to make the save to a big pop. There's your boy, Bugsy. Bugsy McGraw coming in. Clearing it out with a chair. And this is the era where steel chairs were not really commonplace. I mean, years later it would be. But 1983, steel chairs weren't super common. Yeah. Hey, I also want to to make note. uh, Oh, look, he's going after uh, Jody's mask. After the mask. The... uh, I think it's worth noting because she was our friend. The late great Peggy Latham is in 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 the stands. Oh, do you see her? I, I believe that is her with the red, white, and blue and white sweater on. The cameraman's right in front of her now, walking right past her. I see. Oh yeah, I, I see. Yeah. yeah. And I miss Peggy. Yeah. yeah, I miss Peggy. What a great human being. Too. One of the one of the nicest, most fun, most genuine people. He just absolutely loved this era of professional wrestling. And now that I look, I may be wrong, but I thought, well, sir, I know that's some, a lot of her friends that are there. Uh, and she came to all the events. So she's around there somewhere. Yeah, I think that is her. Yeah, I think so too. 
That just uh, anyway. Uh, what were we talking about before? We were talking about how excited you were to meet Roddy Piper. Yeah, yeah, it was great stuff. It really was. Oh, we were also talking about uh, that question about all of us coming to the Hall of Fame ceremony. Oh, look, another promo from Valentine too in the same night. I guess one was local. Right. That's all I think I would have to say to you. Well, Bob Cuddle, I would like to convey to the people, the wrestling fans out there watching the TV program, how I feel about what the National Wrestling Alliance is doing to Harley Race. They are setting him up. You understand me? He is the greatest world champion of all time, just like I'm the greatest U.S. champion of all time. Seven times. And the seventh time he won that world championship, he beat Nature Boy Ric Flair. Now he's got to come back. Got to come to Greensboro, North Carolina. Ric Flair, might as well say, Ric Flair's hometown, his home ground. You know, like baseball, football, basketball. You know, these particular sports, somebody has their own hometown behind them. Home court advantage. Well, that's right, home court advantage. Well, Ric Flair is going to be just like being at home in Greensboro on that ring right there. And Harley Race, I can just say, I feel sorry for Harley Race because Flair has the advantage. He's going around riding on Crockett's coattails. His Crockett's got a lot of money, and they brought it into Greensboro, North Carolina. You know, I would feel the same way if Roddy Piper got the National Wrestling Alliance to condone a chain match or a dog collar match, whatever you want to call it, a Scottish death match. I would feel the same way. It's a disgrace, and I'm disgusted at the National Wrestling Alliance. All right, fans, the U.S. champ Greg Valentine right there. Gary Hart. And Dick Slater. Gary? Well, I would just like to make a quick little, uh, give you a little of my philosophy. If the National Wrestling Alliance really would like to do something and not be prejudiced, they should remove that mask from Charlie Brown, who everyone knows is Jimmy Valiant. All right, Dick and Dick Slater. Dick, we got just a few seconds in here. You know how elated I am? You know how happy I am about it? $25,000, I got a call from a man today. $25,000 he spent on getting rid of Ric Flair. Well, Ric Flair, you still got to contest with Bob Orton Jr. and Dick Slater before you make the game. And see you next week. And until then, so long for now. Until then, so long for now. What a fun sign-off, man. Yeah. I mean, how fun was that, Dave? I like that song. So what do you think, man? Uh, this Monday, 40 years in the wrestling business. That's where it all started. Uh, do you get a little nostalgic seeing this oh, back? Yeah. yeah, I do. Uh, it makes me think of my career, and it makes me think of how long I've been doing it. <clears throat> it also makes me think of how quickly things go by. Uh, because it was an exciting moment in my life, and in many ways it feels like... It just happened. Many ways, it feels like it was a long, long time ago. But uh, more than anything else, it makes me realize how fortunate I've been on many stops uh, in my career. I mean, I was just a fat redneck from Craigsville. And uh, I got a chance to do what I love, baseball. I got a chance to do what I love, wrestling. Uh, and, and I've said this before, everything I, everything that I, that I wanted to do in life professionally, 
I've I've done it really. Yep. I uh, did baseball, did wrestling, worked for the biggest radio station in Atlanta, uh, WSB. When I got there, I remember thinking, hey, I'd, I would like to do some Brave stuff, and they put me on the Braves Network. And then I said, hey, I'd like to do some Georgia Bulldog work. And eventually, through efforts of my own, I was the producer of the Georgia Bulldog Network. And did some interview, did some coaches' interviews with Mark Mark Richt, and did his show, and so everything that I wanted to do, every little goal of mine that I wanted to do, I've done, and not many people can say that because you you got to persevere. I mean, you really have to persevere and hang in there. And I say hang in there. I tell kids all the time when they ask, "Give me some advice," and my advice is hang in there. And you've got to hang in there. You just got. You got to be around. The reason they chose me to do that interview with Ric Flair was two things. Number one, because I talked to Francis about him, bothered her about it. And number two, I was just there. I was, I happened to be around. Right place at the right time. Tom Romanesco, who was the general manager of the first baseball team that I worked for, the Greensboro Hornets, 1981, where I left Greensboro with a wife. Tom Romanesco told me, he said, Luck is a part of the game. He said, but you make your own luck by hard work and just being around. And I really think that's, that's the deal. I was just, I was around when they needed someone for the Georgia Bulldogs. There I was. They needed someone to do some work for the Atlanta Braves. There I was. When WCW went tits up, Tony Storm, thank you very much. When WCW went tits up, uh, that day I had an interview with WSB and got a job there. So I was just, again, you make your, you make your own breaks. I really do. I really think so. So, and also I think, you know, I, I started at a time to where the announcing profession was competitive back then, but nothing like it is right now, man, it's competitive. You know, back then, not everybody wanted to be a wrestling announcer, right? Because it had a stigma. But there, there's a lot of people who'd love to be wrestling announcers now. and uh, But you keep taking all their jobs. Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. Because you're it, around. <laughs> you're at every show. You're around. I'm around. It, it's funny. I, they did an interview with me for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It was like a little thing. I wish I could find it. And... Uh, when was this? Question. Oh God, I don't know. I I know I've got it here somewhere. It's way back when. They, way back, it was probably like in '84. Okay, when I first started, and they they just was like question and answer. And one of the questions was, "What do you say to a young person who wants to become a wrestling announcer?" And my response was, "Don't call Jim Crockett. We've got enough already." I love that. Yeah, and Johnny Weaver read that and like just. Howled laughing. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll have to find that. That's somewhere around here. Anyway, so yeah, just got to persevere, guys. Uh, the break's not going to always go your way, but you know. And of course, then again, you never know how great your life is going to be until you meet Conrad Thompson. Oh my God, we stop start, and start doing this podcast. 
and well, turn things around. There dude, 40 years. Happy anniversary, Tony. It was a, Thanks, a great honor to be able to watch this back with you. But uh, right now, it looks like it's about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, it is about that time, but we appreciate everyone for being with us. We appreciate all the accolades and live. Did I say accolades? We count it. We, we round okay, up. Okay, accolades. And our thanks to Chris McDonald, Mikey Ruckus for the new theme song, Dave Silva for being a fuck up, and for all of you with us on What Happened When we come to you each and every. Wednesday on Cumulus, Westwood One, but Mondays we come to you ad-free on Patron, patreon.com forward slash WSW Monday, and of course, adfreeshows.com. All good. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little more about what adfreeshows.com is all about. Get early ad-free access to more than a dozen of your favorite wrestling podcasts every single week starting at just nine bucks that's less than 20 cents an episode each month and yes you can listen to them all directly through apple podcasts or your regular podcast apps how easy is that ad free shows also has thousands of hours worth of bonus content and docuseries like title chase eric fires back conversations with conrad and the insiders Plus new series like The Book with David Crockett, Monday Mailbags with Mike Kyoto and Nick Patrick, and a whole lot more. And you want to talk about early. You can't get any earlier than listening to the shows live. You can be a part of the live studio audience as we record the podcast. Plus ride shotgun alongside your favorite childhood heroes for live watch-alongs, Q&As, and other interactive experiences every single month. Come on now, see for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans from around the world have discovered that adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Check it out today. And hey, when you do, the first week is completely free. Adfreeshows.com. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs>